0: I think Shakir Mukamadoulin is going to have a much bigger impact than people anticipate. And also, are you willing to sign Dobie to a contract? Uh, He was recently released by the Dallas Stars organization, so he's not having the best year uh, currently, but let's look at his track history because I think it's more than respectable. We have a lot to talk about in this episode, so buckle up. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devil with Trey Matthews. scores. Oh, Stephen stepped up, nailed it. Rodora's got the pot What a shot! That's- Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Lockdown Devils Podcast here on the Lockdown Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Play-by-Play Announcer, and also Devils Rider for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I get that the last episode was kind of a sad one because I talked about the Jonathan Bernier situation. I also talked about how we were kind of put behind the eight ball in our most recent uh, back-to-back losses, especially coming off uh, probably our best game of hockey played against the Philadelphia Flyers. Speaking of which, we play them tonight, so hopefully we could get another win because we so desperately need it because we're going to be going up against the Golden Knights and then it's going to be youngsters versus youngsters as we take on the Detroit Red Wings I'm actually looking forward to that matchup but overall uh, focusing on the now uh, Jonathan Bernier situation if you missed the last episode he is going to be out indefinitely and Lindy Ruff is concerned about the long-term health of Bernier. And when when a coach says that they are concerned about uh, their players' well-being, usually that is not a good sign. So uh, we, we've seen what happened with Dallas recently when Ben Bishop had to retire due to injury. Uh, he tried to make a comeback. He uh, originally played for the Texas Star for one game in their AHL program. But ultimately, he decided to retire. And uh, after 11 years, you know, his knee just couldn't hold up. So... Uh, Yeah, the the same is kind of happening with Jonathan Bernier, only for Bernier, it's his hip. So I'm really hoping for the best for Jonathan Bernier, but for right now, it's not looking too good. And then in in the game against the Islanders, I was kind of disappointed, but we were kind of put behind the eight ball early because, for one, we were coming off a game literally the day prior, then Nico Heijer and Ryan Graves had to enter COVID protocol. Uh, I don't think it's been confirmed if they've contracted the virus. However, um, if they actually hypothetically did, they're going to be out for at least a week, I believe that's the NHL rules but ultimately you know it's been a very um, unpleasant last few days for the New Jersey Devils so hopefully this episode can you know give you some more hope and uplifting so we're gonna be talking about Shakir Mukamadoulin, and we're also gonna be talking about some silly season because recently speaking of the Dallas Stars organization they recently released Anton Hudobin so uh, that kind of sparks the interest in some devils fans including myself just because you know Hudobin even though he is not having the best season right now it's just just like, you know, we, we kind of need to start thinking worst case scenario when it comes to Jonathan Bernier because he's out indefinitely. It like I said, it could be a couple weeks, it could be a couple months, it could be the entire season. And uh, you know, we like I said, we kind of gotta start thinking worst case scenario when it comes to things like this. Because, you know, while I do like Akira Schmidt and also Nico Dawes, I just don't think they're ready to be uh thrusted into the backup situation for Mackenzie Blackwood. So for the sake of Mackenzie Blackwood, he needs a reliable goaltender now you know you're probably thinking uh Hodobin you know dude, should we put our trust in him but you know like i said you know some we got to start thinking worst case scenario and just start making a move right away because you don't know when an opportunity like that is going to come so my, my thing for the New Jersey Devils is just like you know you know let's just spark the curiosity just a little bit we'll talk more about that later in this episode but uh, my main focus is I want to talk about Shakir Mukamadoulin now what are we talking about Shakir Mukamadoulin for look I know I'm late to the party but it's better late to, uh, than to not arrive at all so the thing about Mukamadoulin he recently signed his entry level deal with the New Jersey Devils and as you guys know I kind of like Mukamadoulin I like his old overall game now uh like many other devils fans when we drafted him uh in last year's NHL draft I did troll the devils a bit I just said who is this guy why are we drafting him at number 20 what is he going to bring to the table but you know quite honestly guys you know while his scoring is nothing impressive uh we need to start looking at uh his like big body frame so the one thing about Mukamadoulin is that he first entered uh Uh, the draft pool uh, weighing about 170 pounds he was able to put on anywhere from I believe 20 to 30 pounds so he's If he's not at 200 right now, he's definitely pushing it. I remember doing an episode on that a couple months ago. So the fact that you know he's still relatively young, he still has room to grow and even gain more weight, he'll definitely fit in well with the New Jersey Devils overall defensive system because remember guys, when it comes to the New Jersey Devils, they definitely do have a type and I talked about this in the situation of Luke Hughes because Luke Hughes needs to gain some weight if he wants to fit in with the overall uh, New Jersey Devils structure. So I know a lot of you Devils fans have probably already seen this on Twitter. But uh, we've been calling our defensive structure the Sasquatch squad just because, you know, there's a lot of big guys on our roster. You got... Uh, ha- Hamilton he's six foot six weighs two thirty. You got Siegenthaler he weighs uh, two eighteen and he stands six foot two. Then you know you got PK Subban he's six feet and weighs two hundred and ten pounds. And then you know you got Kevin Ball he's six foot six weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. He recently was just brought up. And then uh 6'3", six foot three two hundred and twenty two pounds. And Ty Smith you know he needs to gain some more weight. I I'd say that if Smith wants to be more effective with the New Jersey Devils he needs to gain at least twenty more pounds if he wants to like fit in with the hook uh, kids table. But other than that, you know, the New Jersey Devils certainly have a type when it comes to their defensemen and what Lindy Ruff is overall just trying to establish with this organization, which is they love just big guys. And, you know, the one thing about uh, Mukama Doolin, the the one player that I was kind of comparing him to was sort of like Chara. So th- this was kind of um, uh, an interesting topic that was brought to my attention uh, to Jersey Joe. He's another uh, fellow Devils podcaster. And he said, like, you know, he kind of sees some similar... With uh, Char, because the one thing I said about um, Mukama Dulan is that his baseline just where he's at right now is sort of like Jonas Siegenthaler, just because, you know, um, they're they're kind of the same weight. They're kind of the same height. So, you know, I'm not saying that's his ceiling, but that's a good base to start with, especially since Siegenthaler is not really a a guy who's going to blow you out the water with his scoring. And uh, Shakir Mukamadoulin is the same way. So right now playing in the KHL, he has appeared in 34 games. He has three goals, four assists for a grand total of seven points. His plus minus is at zero right now. So, you know, Mukamadoulin is not going to blow you out the water with his scoring. He's not like Dougie Hamilton. So, you know, that's perfectly okay. But, you know, the one thing I say about defensemen is like, you know, be like Siegenthaler where you're you're not diffusing our overall uh, flow of rhythm. Like you're not just out there just uh, standing there lackadaisical and you're just being a poor defenseman you know, be a shot suppressor, just assert yourself somehow, some way. And the one thing about Kevin ball, and this is why I'm glad the New Jersey devils are finally giving him a chance this year is the, the, the few games I saw ball play in last uh, year, like, you know, what he did didn't show up in the score sheet, but you know, you saw his overall impact in terms of just being a shot suppressor and just asserting himself more ways than one. So that's the one thing I say about, uh, Mukama which is if he wants to be successful with the New Jersey devils, you know, he doesn't need to blow us out the water with his, with his scoring, you know, let Luke Hughes do that because that's what Hughes is going to be brought in to do for this organization uh, on the defensive side of things alongside with Dougie Hamilton and possibly Ryan Graves here and there. Uh, if Graves is having a good game or not, but overall uh, the one thing I want to say about McCormick Dolan he's a big guy. He's gained a lot of weight. I say his base right now is uh, Jonas Siegenthaler, just, you know, that's where you start off at, and then you see where his ceiling is going to go, but in terms of his comparison with Big Z, like we all know what Big Z is capable of doing, like he literally has to have a custom-made stick just to fit his height because he's so damn tall, but the one thing I like about Big Z is that, you know, he asserts himself, he knows how to uh, play the game, he's one of the best defensemen, if not the greatest defensemen in our generation right now, and he's certainly going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So the one thing I want to say about Chara is that maybe that could be the potential ceiling for Mukama Doolin. Obviously, Mukama Doolin is not going to grow to be 6'9", but... Uh Mukama Doolin uh, currently at the time of this recording, uh, he is only nineteen years of age. His birthday is gonna be in January. Uh, they have him listed at six foot two, six foot three, whatever the case might be. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Mukama Doolin could grow an inch or two. So, you know, and with his weight gain, you know, finally getting into the two hundreds, maybe he can finally uh, you know be that defenseman that uh, the New Jersey Devils saw potential in when they drafted him uh, last year. So that's the one thing I want to say because we, we all know that Charles, 6'9", weighs 256 pounds. And the thing about Big Z, he's a multi-time All-Star. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He is a three-time first uh, All-Star team, a four-time second All-Star team. Uh, he's been uh, acknowledged for his hard work and determination. And we just all know what he potentially brings to any organization that he's on. So prior to the season, he was actually sitting at 2,000 penalty minutes even so you know he's not afraid to assert himself and that's just in his NHL career, not his uh AHL, WHL, whatever the case might be, overseas uh play. But uh Chara, you know, that's actually a good comparison for Mukama Doolin, and hopefully Mukama Doolin, if he grows a couple more inches, if he gains twenty more pounds in muscle and if he's able to assert himself in that sort of way, then you know that's not really a bad comparison because Big Z, he's not known for his scoring. I believe the most goals he's had in a season was 2008 2009 when he had 19 goals and 31 assists for a grand total of 50 points so uh the, the yeah the thing about uh, big z like you know he's not a goal getter he's not going to get you goals but that's not what he's out there to do and you know he's out there to facilitate sometimes but the, like i said the thing about uh, Chara, he's there to assert himself on the defensive side of things. And the thing about in this new a- NHL, that kind of thing gets lost a lot. Like we focused on like Luke Hughes. We focus on Owen Power, you know, big guys who are good on the offensive side of things. But in-, in this day and age, if you want to be a successful defenseman or if you want to get any sort of attention, it seems as though you have to assert yourself on the offensive side of things, which is why Owen Power was selected first overall in this past year's NHL draft. And then you got Luke Hughes, who was selected fourth overall. So I'm really hoping that Shakir Mukama can just prove everybody that, you know what, you, you can be a defenseman in this generation and not be a goal getter. And you, you don't have to be like a scorer. So that's the one thing that's getting lost in this uh, NHL generation. And I get it. The game is changing. Like it's exciting to see Dougie Hamilton uh, do a lot of the scoring for the New Jersey Devils, whether he's giving off an assist or he's scoring a goal himself. But it's there's a reason why Ryan Graves is one of my favorite players, because I call him the silent but deadly ninja for a reason or. Uh, like someone like Mukama Dulin who is up and coming. So I really hope we don't lose sight of the stay-at-home defenseman who won't give you many assists, who won't get you many goals. But at the same time, you don't lose sight of what they do at the defensive side of things. And they take no prisoners when you cross that blue line into their defensive zone. So that's the one thing I just want people to... Uh, remember and uh, keep in mind when we think of Shakir Mukamadoulin. So we'll talk more about his contract and what his situation is going to be. Uh, When is he going to come over to the States and play for the Devils organization? We'll talk more about that soon but first I think it's time for the first live read this morning and it comes from our good friends at DirecTV. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's log in for the good stuff. Well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to find Get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at DirectTV.com. That's DirectTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Now you probably have seen my tweets in the past and I said that, look, I think it's time to give Mukama his entry-level deal just to uh, secure him for the future and the devils listened to me. So a lot of people are probably wondering why did we do that move uh, so soon? Well, the the answer to that is what I just said, which is to secure his future just because, you know, uh, according to allaboutthejersey.com, there were rumors that he was negotiating a new contract with UFA. That's uh, uh, the team he's playing for uh, for the KHL. I'm not even going to try to pronounce The name. So, pardon my Russian. I'm I'm going to give it my best shot, but I I can't guarantee it's going to be good. It's uh, Salavat Yolov UFA KHL. So, like like I said, pardon my Russian. But um, so he was basically uh, in discussions with a new contract with UFA, as referenced in a recent article about Devils prospect Corey Pranman and Scott Wheeler at The Athletic. From the same article, assistant GM Dan McKinnon told The Athletic that the team felt he could sign a new contract with New Jersey after the KHL deal ended. So basically, they were just trying to avoid any situation uh, of him possibly signing a longer-term deal with his respective KHL team because, like I told you guys, he can't uh, come over and play currently. Like It's the same situation with Alexander Holtz. We had to wait for Alexander Holtz to finish his year off with uh, Sweden and then once that once that finished, he was able to come over to the States, uh, play for the Binghamton Devils, get a few games under his belt, and then get ready for the following season. And that's the whole intent of why you know, you try to get an entry-level deal done ASAP because, like I said, Shakir mccomber he seems to be well-liked in the KHL organization. Seems like he was very valuable uh, with the UFA team because he's been playing with that same organization for a few years now. So you know that they're going to do whatever it takes to keep him as long as they potentially can. So uh, overall, uh, you know, it, it was smart for the Devils to do that just because, like, uh, currently they they let him uh go on loan to currently still play with the UFA just just uh a little side note so Overall, it's just to make sure that uh, Shakir McConaughey is ready to come over to the States when his contract with UFA is up and whatever happens down the road happens. So the recent rumors force the Devils to act sooner rather than later because, like I said, you do not want to uh, wake up to breaking news saying Shakir McConaughey is remaining in the UFA for so-and-so many years. So, you know, you can't sign two contracts at once. So, I, I this this was smart of the devil's just to reach out to his people and just say look look we know you're under contract with your uh, KHL team right now but we're willing to offer you this amount uh, once your current contract with them is up just just uh, putting that out there. So the one thing uh, I think a lot of people are wondering is like, what's going to happen when he comes over and plays for you to comments. And the thing about that is, is like, you know, uh, according to all about the once again, they said that he's going to have to earn his time despite him being a first round pick. And, um, I don't know about that. I, I think he's going to be sort of in a similar situation to Alexander Holtz. Now, I get that. That's kind of a hot topic to say just because Alexander Holtz was selected much higher than them. The only uh, common denominator between the two is that they were both first-round picks, and, you know, Shakir mccomben was selected a little later. Alexander Holtz was selected within the first uh, top ten, so he was a lottery pick. But overall, it's just like, you know, you're, you're probably wondering, like, w- what do I mean by that? Well, you know, when Alexander Holtz came to the Binghamton Devil, when they were still our AHL program. They uh, thrusted him into not a big role right away, but a decent-sized role just to see what he could potentially do, and I think they're going to do the same thing for Mukama Doolin because, come on guys, he fits the mold for New Jersey Devils hockey currently with what Lindy Ruff and his coaching staff, well, you know, knock on wood, I don't know how often I'm going to be able to say that uh, with the current state that the Devils are in, but what I mean by that is that they're certainly going to put him into maybe not like big top minutes, but a decent amount of minutes just to see what he could potentially do because you know the Devils are going to be itching and dying just to bring him up to their organization because he fits the mold of being a big defenseman who can assert himself, and you know, it's one of the reasons why the Devils are big on Siegenthaler because on paper, you might think Siegenthaler is not uh there, uh, making an impact for the Devils, that he's just eating up uh, uh a precious ice time and he's really just out there running around doing nothing. But anyone who watches Devils games knows that you know, for the most part, you know, Siegenthaler can do that sometimes, but for, for the most part, we know what he could potentially do for a game, we know uh the overall impact he brings, and he's a good bottom four defenseman to have on your team. Just Just because uh, you want that big body to absorb all the pucks and you want that big body just to uh, do whatever it takes to disrupt the offensive momentum from the opposing team so that's one thing I just say about Mukama now let's talk about some silly season for the New Jersey Devils so I talked about it at the beginning of the episode which was that um the New Jersey Devils they're kind of in a little bit of a pickle right now because they don't know what the current state of Jonathan Bernier's hip injury uh is going to amount to because we we hear that Lindy Ruff is is concerned but they're not ruling him out for the entire season they're just saying he's out indefinitely so which probably means that they're going to run some more tests they're going to you know try to get him back onto the rink and see what he could potentially do in practice but for right now um it's not really uh, looking too good. So I I said in the last episode, I said it's probably time for the New Jersey Devils to just go out into the market and explore some potential uh, backup options. Because the one thing about Mackenzie Blackwood, and this is kind of doing him a disservice, is not giving him a solid backup goalie because he feels as though he has to play Superman and do it all for the Devils organization. And that's not fair to him because he's still a young guy. He's still trying to learn the ropes. And I potentially think that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood could amount to something great in this league that's why we signed him to an extension last year but he just needs some uh, backup tutelage to help him out and that's one of the things why I was big on Corey Crawford and also big on Jonathan Bernier because you got both guys who are uh, uh, past champions who've been in the league for a while they've seen it all they both have been uh, starters at one point they've been backups and like I said, they, they've been to deep playoff runs because I just said they were champions and they, they've certainly uh, left a presence in this league in more ways than one. So the one, if you know, for Jonathan Bernier, it's probably thinking that Nelson Mandela was an athlete and not a civil rights activist. But still, uh, that that's beside the point. Um, the, the point is, is that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood kind of needs some help in terms of having a backup goalie. And I just don't feel comfortable with having a rookie, Nico Dawes and Akira Schmidt backing up uh, Mackenzie Blackwood on a consistent basis, you know, it's Someone is injured uh, that's fine but not just on a normal day when everyone's good to go I just don't think they're ready for that kind of role and that's doing them a disservice by thrusting them into a bigger role and not easing them into it because we saw what happened to Scott Wedgwood at first it's okay but as the season progresses they start to hit that wall and things start to slow down so who should the New Jersey Devils turn to? Well, this is a silly season thing that was brought to my attention because recently the Dallas Stars released Anton Hodobin And it it kind of just raises the question, should uh, the Devils go after Hudobin and just bring him onto the roster to be the backup goalie? Because he's been in this league for a while, just to say the least. He's been playing since 2009, 2010. Uh, He has appeared in 250-plus games. He has uh, 114 wins, 90 losses. So, you know, uh, the thing about uh, uh, Hudobin is that... He's not really that player that I was like having my eye on, but just based on the circumstances right now, I think it's someone we should certainly consider. And, you know, if anyone knows anything about a goalie situation, it's uh, the Dallas Stars because recently they, like I said, uh, Ben Bishop was forced into retirement uh, because of a knee injury that just seemed to have gotten worse and worse. The last time Bishop played in, a, in an NHL game was the 2019-2020 season, and he tried making a comeback this year. Uh, He played for the AHL uh, program for the Dallas Stars, the Texas Stars, but uh, that didn't really uh, work out, and he just said, you know what, it's time to uh, hang him up, because in one game, uh, let me me just say this, goals against average was 8.2, and save percentage was 7.65, and this is for a goalie that's been in the league for over a decade, and he is a one-time All-Star, so I think that was a sign for him to say, you know what, I can't continue anymore, so sad to see Big Ben go, but... Um, You know, uh, the the one thing about the Dallas Stars, and I kind of saw this coming, which was that they don't really make trades. And uh, releasing Anton uh, Hudobin to uh, waivers, it was definitely kind of surprising. But maybe this can work into our benefit because the one thing about uh, Hudobin is that his numbers this year, they're they're not great, but they're not like, uh, well... I think it's just because I, I was so accustomed to Aaron Dell and Scott Wedgewood that you know maybe uh, their kind of bad is not what I'm used to in terms of Devils bad. So uh, this season uh, Hudobin has appeared in seven games. Uh, his record is three three and one, and he has a goals against average of three point seven three and a save percentage of eight seventy three. So like I said, nothing impressive. Uh, save percentage is not over nine hundred. His goals against average is pretty high. Um, he was struggling to find some time and. Uh, You know, that does raise a question. Hadobin to the New Jersey Devils? Well, uh, I I will give you that answer in a second. But first, I think it is time for the second and third live read. And it comes from Built Bar and Bet Online. So, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. W- w- which one do you want? Do you want raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Trust me, uh, TV is right in this case. It does get intense. Or maybe you're just standing in line and you're just like, oh, I need some energy. Just to keep up uh, my momentum. Well, you know, try a built bar. So because it's a season of peace and love, you probably don't want to bring up your favorite built bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. So are you friends with the big man Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw in a few built bars in those stockings. And if you're extra, extra, extra good this year with so many flavors, they uh, would make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. And maybe just maybe it can happen to you. So want to cozy up with something warm? here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a little bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple napkins on hand just an FYI. So, like many of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy and marshmallowy through and through, different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe they're filled with protein. So the offer is go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. And now the third and final live read comes from our friends at betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So Battleline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march to the playoffs, Battleline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus for basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available the 2021 season. line is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now let's get back to my overall uh, discussion. Should the New Jersey Devils uh, take a chance on Anton Hodobin? So uh, the, the thing about uh, Hodobin is just like, you know, I get it. His season this year is not the best, but at the same time, do you, would you rather put your trust into a seasoned veteran who's been throughout the NHL before, who has seen certain things and just like, you know what, he has that experience? And quite honestly, guys, remember uh, in the bubble, he actually performed pretty well. Like, you know, they, they called him the, the bubble wonder, I, I believe I saw on Twitter. So his overall record in 25 games played, he, uh, his win loss record was 14 and 10. He had a goals against average of 2.69 and a state percentage of 9.17. So that was just a couple seasons ago. Also, Also, to add to that, he was able to record a shutout in game one of the Western Conference Finals against the Vegas Golden Knights, in which he was able to make 25 saves. Now, a lot of you are probably going to be going like, Trey, that was the bubble. A lot of players did well in the bubble, and they didn't really amount to anything the very next season. Well, not the case for Hadobin, because uh, in the 2020-2021 season, so just literally a few months ago, because that's when the season ended, uh, he appeared in 32 games. He had a record of 12-11-7. And he had a goals against average of 2.54 and a save percentage of 905. And he was able to record three shutouts. And that was just last season. So maybe this year is just a fluke for Hodobin. But I think uh, giving him a chance is, I, I, I think it's in the best interest for the New Jersey Devils. Because what do you really got to lose here? Like, look, your, your backup goalie Bernier is like, I love him and all. I love what he was able to do for the first few games of the year. But his overall health is a question mark because he's been, on and off the injured list. Uh, Lindy Ruff literally said in an interview to the press, this isn't something that was leaked, he literally said this up front that uh, he was concerned about the long-term health of, uh, of Bernier, and he's out indefinitely. So like I said, he could be out all season. He could be out two months. He could be out two weeks. But I don't know what the case is going to be for Bernier. So we got to think worst-case scenario. So Hedobin, uh, he's available. He had a pretty decent season last year. We saw what he was able to do for the Dallas Stars during their uh, playoff run. Uh, during the 2019-2020 season in the bubble. So my thing is, is like, you know, why not take a chance on Hudobin? So I was seeing a few tweets saying maybe it's a hard pass because he's not really having a good year this year. But my thing is like the numbers I read to you are not career-like numbers. They're numbers that just happened recently. Like I told you what he was able to do in the bubble. I told you what he was able to do last season. And if you need more proof, uh, during the 2019-2020 season, he appeared in 30 games. He had a goals against average of 222 and he had a save percentage of 930. And his record was 16, 8, and 4. And then uh, the season prior, 2018, 2019, he appeared in 41 games. He had a record of 16, 17, and 5. He had a goals against average of 2.57 and a save percentage of 923. He appeared in uh, one playoff game that year. So my thing for um, the New Jersey Devils is, like, literally take the risk. Like, get, get Hudobin. Like, I, I think his overall production can translate well for the Devils because maybe he, it's just he was having an off year. And the The fact that the Dallas Stars didn't trade him was kind of surprising because why are you releasing him to waivers? Because even if you don't want him, there's a decent amount of teams that do because recently the Dallas Stars uh, in October of 2020, they signed him to a three-year, $10 million contract and I'm just like, why are you releasing him? Why don't you trade him? Because look, I get he's not having a good season this year, but look what he was able to do in the bubble. Look what he was able to do last season. Nothing spectacular, nothing that's going to spark any interest, but at the same time, it's decent enough to get his name on the board and just say, you know what, maybe I could get something out of him. Because, look, I would kill to just have Scott Wedgwood right now. And he did not have a good year this year, and he did not finish off the season well last year either. So that's how desperate I am for a backup goalie who has some NHL experience, some playoff experience, and can overall just uh, be that, I, I guess, just that steady backup goalie that Mackenzie Blackwood so desperately needs because it's just unfair that we're putting this much pressure on Mackenzie Blackwood, who still trying to learn and grow in this league as well so my thing is is like hudobin he's available i if i'm tom fitzgerald i'm just you know entertaining the thought a little bit i'm putting out an offer and i'm putting out the feelers because you probably want to get him before uh another team does because like i said the the market for a decent backup goalie is very scarce the the market for any decent goalie is very scarce so you, you really gotta find the diamonds in the rough, and that's what we did. Uh, you know, with Aaron Dell last year didn't work out. You know, Dell didn't really have a good year. It was got to the point where you know he lost his um, he lost his role with the Devils organization, and I don't think he's playing with the team right now. So. Uh, you know sometimes it doesn't work out but at the same time do you really want to p- pick your poison do you want to put your trust in two rookies who all, oh, by the way you know I give my respect to Dawes and I give my respect to Schmidt they are doing one hell of a job for the Utica comments but my thing is do you really want to put them in a major role this early in their careers like I, I get we're rebuilding but I don't think we're that far along in our rebuild process where you know at this point we just need to push the F it button and just uh, say you know put our trust in all the young guys and rookies I'd say we're a a much more respectable franchise who just signed Jack Hughes long term who signed Dougie Hamilton and they're ready for uh, more respect in this league so I'd say Hudobin if he is available go after him so that's my personal opinion and I don't think he'll be that expensive so uh, if if you uh, agree with me let me know on Lockdown Devils Twitter page so Hadobin to the Devils I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility so I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say as for today's episode that's all the time I have for you guys thanks for listening continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day New Jersey go Devils and hopefully we could get a win against the Flyers I will uh, be here for the post game reaction so hopefully I'm in a good mood when that happens All right, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.